Deezer Originals Now It's time for Strong and Stable 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 Hello and welcome to Strong and Stable in the week where Theresa May gave a speech so disastrous Donald Trump turned up and started throwing paper towels at it Apart from the Tory party conference recreating every episode of The Thick of It you've ever seen, this week the airline Monarch went under, forcing the biggest peacetime repatriation until Brexit in a year and a half. And there were shocking scenes in Catalonia. Spaniards were surprised at King Felipe's speech condemning Catalan voters. As those who watched it pointed out, nobody expected the Spanish king's position. And, (laughs) yes, Monty Python pun. Uh, And appearing outly supportive of my leadership, but no doubt plotting a shameless bid behind my back to seize the host's chair at any minute, are this week's guests. Viv Groskop is a writer, broadcaster and comedian. Her new book, The Anna Karenina Fix, is out. Described as a self-help memoir about Russian literature, apparently when you open it, there's a smaller self-help memoir about Russian literature inside, and so on. Simon Evans, a comedian, once voiced the fox in a series of beer commercials. The fox was called Liam and said that Brexit would be easy before howling loudly and going through his neighbour's wheelie bins, which is what we all might have to resort to once we Brexit. And Tom Walker, who is better known as Jonathan Pye, the fictional news reporter. A fictional news reporter being what many on the left call Laura Kunzberg. Jonathan Pye is famous for his angry rants, so it's a pleasure to see that his alter ego, Tom, has joined us wearing a pink dressing gown and slippers with flowers in his hair and surrounded by kittens. Hello. <laughs> Are you going to say, everything is lovely? Yeah, the, the, everything is the, the Tom... That was a proper pink dressing gown voice it's, you did there. Hello. Is that how people in <laughs> dressing gowns speak? Definitely. Yeah. They do now. They have to. Do you no, I'm going to be sweetness and light today. As Tom Walker, you just love everyone. Why can't we all be friends? Is uh, it... I never get annoyed at anyone ever. Right, so that should be great content. <laughs> <laughs> for this for this topical satirical podcast. Um, I also should mention that I've got a book out as well, and if we could subtly pop that in at some point, that yeah, should we do that now? Great. Subtly, yeah, yeah. What would you? What's I it? think we've just done it. Well, we? you haven't said what it's called. It might be called I know. Jonathan Pye off the record. Right, I'm starting to think the podcast's already drifting away from me. Um, <laughs> but, and uh, I've got uh, one got out called uh, Turgenev for the 21st Century, in oh. which um, I try and explore modern day problems through the medium of Russian 19th century literature. Oh, I'm hoping m- that there's a gap in the you market. You massive for that. plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try desperately to get it away from this shameless self publicity uh, and back onto what the punters want from us. And so let's start with the Tory party conference where Theresa May was forced to cough, possibly because Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn has her by the Forced balls. to cough. There's a bit of Russian literature straight away. Forced to cough. <laughs> <laughs> the conference was so shambolic that Sam Fox and Mick Fleetwood's agents have been in touch about hosting it next year. One for the kids there. Um, <laughs> prankster Simon Brodkin managed to get close enough to the stage to hand Theresa May a P45. I was just amazed they didn't spot him as an imposter right away, as he's clearly under 75. But yeah, that people, that speech, that um, the prank, the coughing, the Sim- letters falling Simon off. Simon Brodkin. I just found that such a tragic. Did you not? Did you not think that was funny? I thought. I actually felt. I. I know there's a whole thing. Do you feel sorry for Theresa May? I never feel sorry for Theresa May. But in that small moment, I did because I thought this is a security breach. She should be saying where, as exactly you said there. You know, if somebody is under the age of seventy-five, they're clearly not from my team or my people. Yeah. It felt like a gotcha. 
It felt like Noel Edmonds was back. You know when they, it used, used to fuck someone's day up by one thing going yes. on, then another, then another, and it really felt it felt oddly stage managed. I mean, for the yeah. letters to start falling well, off at the end, you go, it was you like, couldn't write. You know, this, she had to get rid of the two advisors, Nick Timothy and Fiona yeah. Hill, and it's like that she decided, well, I'll replace them with the Chuckle Brothers, <laughs> and uh, they can start at the conference, yeah, uh, yeah. and they they did brilliantly. I yeah. mean, it was as a as a piece of comedy, mm. it was extraordinary the, with the. The, the letter F fell off. The, the, there's yeah, such a yeah, gift. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no and then greater gift. She dropped an E. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> everything was an amazing. And as a, some wags have said on, on on Twitter, I mean, the word country was there. Oh, and you're just yeah. going, please. It's like hypnotic. Are <laughs> three letters going to drop out of country now? If it turns out that Simon Brodkin were behind all of these things yeah. and yes. had gifted her the Frida Kahlo bracelet, yes. oh, then I yeah. take my hat oh, off I missed to that. him. What was the Frida oh, Kahlo bracelet? She, Viv, tell us well, about she, this. The weirdest thing I've seen yeah, at a party There conference. were so many weird things going on already yeah. and then for me it turned out the weirdest thing of all and you see it very closely in the photographs of her giving the speech because she raises her hand quite a lot almost as if to showcase this bracelet very intricate bangle with lots of different portraits of Frida Kahlo on it. Immediately people pile in and say uh, Frida Kahlo was a yeah, communist, communist. Uh, yeah. Trotsky yeah. Uh, what's she the message li- as here? As Jane Parkinson said on Twitter she literally dated Trotsky <laughs> I mean, you cannot yes. be more communist. Yeah. Than that. But I think that that was really stage managed as well. It's like you, you control the controversy. And actually, if everything else had gone really, really well, and she'd done a barnstorming speech. Mm. Um, you know, like how her shoes used to be the only thing that anyone would focus on. Uh, I think that that was a really deliberate move to kind of go. Here's a little bit of some. It's fodder. I'm really interested. For, for something I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm full of contradictions. But it's like yeah, Cor- you know, it's like yeah, Corbyn yeah. turning up with a, a General Pinochet bracelet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it's yeah. just like yeah. so wrong with her this, politics. I have hidden depths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're a bit commy, but never mind. So, so you felt sorry for her, Tom? Then, uh, with uh, everything. Uh, yeah, because oh, uh, no, 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 because I'm a human being and you have empathy and you, I mean, all you do is you go imagine There's being in that situation. I'm not sure that sits with your idea that she has the level of kind of Machiavellian control that she would deliberately wear a, a controversial. No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not Machiavellian. I wouldn't say Machiavellian. It, it's a, it's a choice to kind of go. Let's create some debate and discussion about mm. something to do with. You know, I mean, so, so that we end up it. everywhere. You know, the yeah, yeah. size of it. Is, yeah. she, what about the, 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 the coughing though? Because I, I, I don't know if you know, there's a sort of actors thing with American actors, and once you once you learn about it, which someone uh, someone told me about it, and then I see it everywhere. So when you're um, when you play like awkwardness or lying as an American, and Harrison Ford does it in uh, his little scene in Apocalypse Now, you do a sort of. <clears throat> so uh, ask me a question. Uh, Simon, ask me a question. David, uh, you, uh, uh, all your tax affairs in order? Um, yes, <clears throat> I, um, <clears throat> I pay all my taxes. Of course yes. I do. And, and American actors are trained to do a little cough or a little catch in the throat mm. when they lie mm. or when they uh, are my uncomfortable. Son my 10-year-old son uh, coughs when he lies. It's a real tell. You so can I, yeah. Yes. So I'm not saying that... So I mean, it's rooted in truth. They're very into method and, and stuff. So it's rooted in truth. Now, I'm not saying that the cough meant she was lying, but it was bizarre that she went, well, we will protect the, <laughs> the NHS. <laughs> oh, 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 the party is <laughs> united on Brexit. The thing about the voice, though, it is... 
her voice is disastrous when she doesn't have a cough. Mm. And I've heard Jan Ravens talking brilliantly about this because she, the, obviously the impressionist, she has had to master this voice and it's called duophonic, what she has in her voice. It's where two tones are rubbing up against the vocal cords. And Jan Raven said it's almost impossible to master and it's nearly wrecked her voice. Wow. Um, and it's something that you could fix if you worked with a vocal coach. And clearly, Theresa May doesn't want to. So she's especially vulnerable if she goes into one of these, you know, Hillary Clinton situations of I'm under pressure and I feel a bit ill, but I have to pretend that I'm really well and I'm not old. Yeah. And it's just so tragic. So, is it? Because it worked for Thatcher, the old vocal coach. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. You'd think that... But do you think that actually... Because we're feeling sorry for her, and she she did seem more human in a way than ever before, because she was nearly dying. Um, uh, but and had a couple of fairly good ad libs about Phil Hammond giving her the lozenge and she said, "Don't get anything for free." I wonder if she should just run with this. Every speech she gives, she should cough. Things should fall down. The, yeah. the nation mm. loves Mr. Bean. Yeah. She, this is this is. I think. I think she should do her all way her speeches to the Terry and June theme tune. Bam. And then it's not one for the kids. Do you know what I mean? And this really is for the kids now. Isn't it? <laughs> Terry and June like is a sitcom from the seventies. Do you think it could be good for her? I mean, do you think it could actually be good? We all feel sorry for her. I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't now. I did for about two seconds. Well, it, well, that, that in then itself I saw is the Frida Kahlo bracelet, and I was angry because I thought because it was sold out well, on Etsy, thought, and you wanted one. exactly. But no, I thought first she came for leopard skin, and I did not say anything for I do not wear leopard skin. <laughs> then she came for kitten heels, and I did not say anything for I do not wear kitten. Then she came for Frida Kahlo, and that is the end. <laughs> I mean, it's I too think, far. I think, I think what it has brought up is, is that. She probably is on on well. She is on borrowed time. You know, it's acknowledged that she's not going to take them through another election. The, the chances are, two days ago, uh, she would have been around until we uh, Brexit actually happens. That that looks unlikely now. So actually, what it, what it does is, so who are who are the people that are going to take over? And let, uh, it's rarely the front runners that win it. But let's, for example, just say Boris is is up there. Um, you, you and then you look at her yesterday. You go. I, what I don't think is she's Machiavellian. I don't think she, she is careerist. She is all of those things. She's not Boris Johnson. She's not. She, she, she is. I don't believe she's got um, bad intentions. You mean Boris is a naked opportunist? He's a, a naked careerist, a naked opportunist. It's oh, never sorry about to making the put world. the image of naked Boris Johnson oh. in your mind, guys. <laughs> let's just let's have a pause for that. So we really. Um, anyway, we've we've lost all our listeners, so we can talk about what uh, Russian literature now. Um, the, um, Can I just ask a flat clarification on something, though? You keep saying you f- feel sorry for her or you don't feel sorry for her. But does that, does that enhance your sense that she's uh, the right leader? Because for me, feeling sorry for a leader is, is not anything like the same thing as feeling sympathy with the idea that she should remain in charge. Once I feel sorry for a leader, I want them gone. I don't want. I don't want the country led by somebody uh, who deserves my so pity. You, well, you want a brutal. What do? What are you after? Well, just somebody who's competent. Somebody yeah. who sleeps oh, yeah. through the night. Can, you know. But that's I don't the re- want to feel. Oh my God, poor Teresa. She's being broken but, but, yes. by these people. She must be. She must be protected. No, if she can't cope, in that sense, the satire works because in that sense, you go. Well, she's just not. 
you know, to, we to be fair to her, she did cope. I mean, the reason we feel sorry for her is because there was an unfortunate set of circumstances that anyone in that position you would feel empathy for. Yeah. It was within that context. No, no, I don't now. I don't now think. Out of it. You, you know, when F falls off the board, you make a joke about it. Of course, well, of know. course. But but I don't think I, I felt sorry for her. And looking back, I go, yes, that was horrible for her. Mm. But it hasn't changed my. I my, can't. You know, I can't uh, bear to see a woman so incapable of expressing herself fluidly and authoritatively in public occupying that position of power mm. now whatever you think of Thatcher's politics she did a lot for the idea of women being leaders mm. because she was her own person she did what she wanted with her life and to me that is feminism Theresa May is a she's a hot mess mm. as the young people might say but not in that kind of way right. I, 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 I honestly don't know whether that's good or bad right. now she's <laughs> maybe a cold mess did you not see the Terry and June episode hot mess <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Tom, you you said a very un-Jonathan Pye thing, yes. which was um, that you felt Boris was you know going out for self, and then everyone agrees mm-hmm. with that. But but um, that she had genuine intentions, you know, she was felt a genuine person, which I think plays against a lot of lot of the um, feedback for. I feel sorry for her. No, but this is the woman who sent out the go home vans, who's um, bringing in universal uh, benefits. You know that she's Ruth, who's not really reassured EU citizens. Uh, I mean. Should we feel... No, no, I don't feel sorry for her because of her politics. I disagree with her politics fundamentally. I think... I think um, and, and in many cases, she's been massively incompetent. Um, the, the idea that... She, I mean, she was this really successful Home Secretary... No, only, only, she only in the sense. No, no, no. no. If I may say, if she was a, on paper a successful Home Secretary because she was there for six years and no Home Secretary ever. So you kind of think, well, she must have been competent. But then you go, well, actually, mm. her record is no, she was totally incompetent, but she was successful. She's very competent at. At hiding her own incompetence, yes. or she was yeah, until yeah. she until, became yeah, prime yeah, minister. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got. I want to move us on from the from the conference, if at all possible. Seeing there's so much stuff that we we haven't even touched on that, that would that would you know like that would normally uh, generate so much chat. I mean, Gove talking about how we're going to sell pigs ears to China in from the um, Institute of Literalized Metaphors. <laughs> that is the first of their Brexit strategies that I thought this could work. Yeah, this, well, this, but this, this is, this is Brexit. It's like yes, Brexit will give us lots of opportunities. Like, for the, tur- the turd polishing industry is going to be <laughs> incredibly successful after Brexit. Strong and stable. So let's just uh, move on. So whilst Theresa May ponders on whether she can make things even worse for herself by calling a snap conference, uh, <laughs> uh, Boris Johnson in his speech insisted he was fully behind her, although admittedly with a knife in his hand. He then said how Sirte in Libya, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, forgive me if I got it wrong, uh, how it could become a holiday resort once they'd cleared up the dead bodies. Yes, the Foreign Secretary, our chief diplomat, said something that crass and insensitive just to get a laugh. If only there'd been some sign he was that kind of person before. I mean, were you shocked by Boris's... Had you heard that before, Viv? Well, yeah, my, my husband told me about that yesterday and I said, no, you're making it up. You're making it up. It can't be true. Mm. I mean... Do we think that Boris has missed his calling as a stand-up? Uh, he See, he does try to find the joke in everything. Yeah. And there are stand-ups who won't make jokes about this. I, mean, I was looking at the uh, footage of Jimmy Kimmel in the US talking about Las Vegas. He's a comedian. That's his show. He chose yeah, it. He's he, an no, 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 no. left but, but he? he chose it to Kimmel make a, don't, don't But he chose that it. moment <laughs> to make an extremely serious statement mm. because it's not the time to make a joke about something. No. But Boris doesn't know when it's time to not make a joke. You can't compare Boris Johnson and Jimmy Kimmel switching track like that. 
that's the exact opposite of what he's done. But there's 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 something that uh, I'd be interested to what fellow comics around the table feel. But um, I almost felt sorry for Boris Johnson when he said that. I went, oh my god, I can't believe that he said that. But he is a comedian personality, and you know, as a comedian, you try and push it, and sometimes you overreach. And I've, I, I remember a terrible thing where uh, university where I made a terrible joke. I was on a roll. Everyone was laughing. I made a joke about uh, my tutor who was terminally ill, uh, and it was. I still sometimes cycling on my back. I get a little <laughs> thirty years later remembering, it, and it's just you overreach. So I, yeah. I think Boris is so um, seduced by his life as a comedian that he he overreached. Uh, Tom, what do you uh, yeah, I, there, there are times. That, there was a thing the other day where he was in somewhere and was quoting Kipling, and, so, and someone pointed out, and I, and I just sort of thought didn't bother me do you know what i mean you just kind of go this is he he is oxbridge educated he's going to be and he's not going to you know he's it's just what him what sort of education you know. have you really had if you don't know you can say cologne you can't <laughs> say course. a colonialist poem in front of someone but this means, if you can wide, can i just power? sorry can i um, just widen it to trump as well because there's this is our, is it a time where it doesn't matter what you say now i, I think there's a big difference between trump and uh, and boris um, boris with you were talking about how do um uh, the conservatives get the youth vote back Boris would do it because he's humorous. He makes you laugh. Um, and th- that's an emotional reaction in a way that Theresa May or Jeremy Corbyn don't ever. Mog, Mog, would, um, Mog, do Mog would do it as well. Yeah. He, I, I swear to God he would bring the youth vote in. Um, Trump's different because Trump doesn't have a sense of humour. Um, so it's slightly different. But you like someone who speaks their mind. Do you, do you think we are too easily offended like, by Trump? Absolutely. Really? Yes. So oh, not by, by Trump. Trump. No, 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 no. Trump's different. Um, I think I, I thought you were talking about uh, comedy. Um, no, uh, no, we're not easily offended. Trump is the leader of the free world, and he should watch his fucking mouth. Mm, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what think- was what was the poem that he quoted in in Myanmar? It was a Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, poem. but what what did he say? Um, well, he knows it off heart. I don't. But it was basically about way colonialism's well, great. Kipling, these... Kipling was a very sensitive and intelligent uh, observer of the of the empire as it was then in yes. Burma as it was then. And I've read quite a bit of Kipling. I don't know which verse he quoted, but there's Road nothing to in it. It was the Road to Mandalay. Uh, and, there's uh, nothing in it that would that would offend well, anyone you, who bothered to pause and think what was actually well, being you, said. Well, no, but you say that because, but just simply empire offends. If you're offended by a 150-year span of history, then you're going to have problems, but aren't you? Well, yeah, well uh, if you're... If you're um, what are you going to say? It didn't Myanmar. exist or everything that happened then was a, was a stain on our national character? Is that imagine, but imagine you're at a state dinner and you're the ambassador and you're saying this. Yeah, it's all right. If I, uh, I'm, I, I, no, I'm you can't say that well, if you're well, the ambassador. And he was in the role of the ambassador. Uh, uh, listen, could you make, of the, of but, the but listen, yeah. if, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go there. Yeah. Forgive me, forgive yeah. me, Mr. Godwin. But um, there was like 13 years of Nazi rule, and yeah. could, so I've gone for the extreme. Forgive me, but uh, you know that would offend some. Sort so of... if you went to a state dinner now and they played Wagner, you would not consider Wagner, that to be unacceptable. Not Wagner, but the Horst Vessel song, which was a Nazi song, a specifically Nazi song, uh, or they but quoted Kipling, from it. No, Kipling's. Uh, but for poetry me, was not of but, the same. No, but you should. You know, but not for, not for us. Not but but for people who lived under the empire, maybe it. Is. But but um, 
It's not. Mate, well, mate, I've got, I, I, I've got, I, yeah, this is yeah, really yeah, interesting because yeah, yeah. I've got just just for the viewers at home, uh, I've got I've got Simon just shaking his head. I got Tom uh, sort of going, <laughs> "What the hell is going one. on?" Yeah. And Viv is thank God for Viv is quiet, just tiny little nods of support. They're tiny, but that's all. I, I was looking around and I got it from you. But this is it's an N word thing, isn't it? Yeah. And um, speaking of the Russian no, no, no. Russian no, I people, don't so. it is. Kipling's poetry is not comparable with the N word, no, which really is isn't. spewed out a million times a day anyway on pop radio in America As only in, if it comes from the correct people yeah, as an absolutely absurd comparison it's, but it's about audience isn't it and it's about context and it, whether you have you the right if you are offended you're, listen you're a very intelligent lovely white male um, uh, uh, but you, so it's not really your place to say whether Kipling yeah, you, offends or whether the no, N-word you, I would not be no, offended I, I, by any I, any I would I'd have to disagree with you there David he, yeah. he's got just as much right to, to uh, his colour of his skin and his, yeah. it is, his about, gender has got nothing to do with no but he has <laughs> but he can't he can't tell uh, um, a Myanmarian or a Burmese person which in itself is a colonial word I think yes. I, I like but you can't you can't tell them you can't tell them whether they can listen to Buddhist poetry now because they're they're uh, persecuting the, the Mohinga or you can't tell them they can listen to the Quran or you can't quote from that which which of these ethnic uh, works and canons of literature is is acceptable but don't in you a... think if you're the if you're the foreign secretary you have to know about cultural sensitivity well, that sounds to me like something somebody would say in a, in a like a second year seminar about culture studies people. at some his, you know liberal the, level. I, I disagree. That, I disagree world. all the time that he does offend people. I think people. I mean, our culture is rife with it. Um, people deciding to be offended. Yeah, by absolutely. It's uh, a people choosing industry. to be offended, and that isn't offence. Nobody um, even heard I, I think. I think. I think we are a bit would. oversensitive. I mean, there is. A, you know, there are all sorts of things where I am not with the liberal prevailing wind, like change the names of places because the person it's named after was a colonialist mm. at a time when... like They're changing Colston Hall, right? They're changing the name of that because he was a colonialist. Um, who wasn't at that time? And if you know anything about Bristol's history... It is built on slavery. You can't... It's revisionist, in my, in my mind. And it's, there's not a plaque there going, Colston, he sold 600 black people. Mm. It's not celebrating that. He did earn his money through that. Um, it's undeniable, but our country had, our economy was based on it for a while. What, what are you going to do? Just just never, ever do anything of anyone that lived within that time. So how do, where um, do you stand on the uh, Confederate flag? That's slightly different because the Confederate... <laughs> would, you sta- would you stand on the Confederate flag? I would, I would. Uh, the, the, the difference between that is the Confederate flag and, um, uh, and c- certain ones of those statues, as opposed to Nelson, right, um, uh, they celebrate uh, someone who was on the losing side of history. Do, do, do you see what I mean? Whereas uh, Nelson is... So it's just about winners, even if, even if no, you No, 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 are... it's about context. It's about celebrating. These were the people that were fighting for slavery. You go, well, that, that's moved on. If it was a, a, this guy died protecting this town, although he happened to be on the wrong side, I did, do you, it's different to... Mm, I'm not sure Viv. I just love the idea of having a T-shirt that says, come on, guys, we've moved on from slavery now. Gentle persuasion. It's easy for us as, as white people to, to say that. I mean, I, I'm insufferably, insufferably right on about it. I understand. But, but, In fact, I'm going to bloody take a knee now. I'm taking a, I'm literally <laughs> on the podcast. You got, so me you. and Viv have so taken a knee. Read out Kipling. You read out Kipling and we are going to take a knee whilst reading out Kipling. On the road to Mandalay. Oh. 
Strong and stable. And now it's time to go over to our favourite Scottish right winger since insert name of famous Scottish footballer who played on the right wing. Uh, Lou Macari, I don't know. Uh, it's Ruth Davidson. Hello, Manchester. Ruth Davidson here. Made in Scotland from girders. Someone once said to me, it must be so hard being a gay Christian Tory. And I replied, actually, the gay Christian bit is easy. Now, as you know, I'm a keen supporter of equal rights. For example, I'm campaigning for Scottish Conservative MPs to be treated exactly the same as DUP MPs. So that'll be £100 million each, please, Prime Minister. People ask me if I'd like to be Prime Minister one day. They say, you're everything Theresa May is not. You're sensible, likeable, human. But I say no thank you. Being Prime Minister is the loneliest job in the world. And if I wanted to be lonely, I'd be a Scottish Labour MP. And yes, the average age of Tory membership may be getting on a bit. But I know our great party has a wonderful future. What's that, dear? No, no, I'm not Susan Calman. Sorry. Choose loafers. Choose a sensible haircut. Choose me as your next leader. I'm like a shortbread brisket. Scottish, but not scary. Bye now. Ruth Davidson there, who shared her alternative Manchester conference speech with Jan Ravens. Thank you, Jan. OK, moving on. This week we saw terrible scenes in Catalonia after a horribly divisive referendum. Thank God that could never happen here. Uh, when asked his opinion on Catalonia, Boris Johnson said he prefers Keris Matthews' solo work. Yes, we'll cut that out. I uh, think that's great. Do you think it's a good one? Great. Yeah, it's really good. You think it's definitely one for the kids. Do you think well, that's more one for the kids? Just bang up into the nineties. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Okay. Uh, yes, nationalism was on the rise in Germany too. Oh, if only there was a German word for taking absolutely no pleasure in other people's misfortune. Shard uh, and Freudless or something. I know. Um, and closer to home, UKIP chose a new logo featuring a lion, as lion is what UKIPers have spent most of the time doing. <laughs> if you're so supportive, like please follow I me around. I, wasn't every a I literally wasn't listening. Right, um, which is, I think, uh, an experience shared by many of our <laughs> listeners at the, at the moment. Um, while Morrissey ranted that the new leader wasn't extreme enough as he released his comeback singles, Heaven Knows I'm Xenophobic Now, and This Alarming Man, a double A-side, which is another one for the kids. <laughs> now, a double A-side, kids. Oh, never mind. So, um, Catalonia. I mean, Shocking scenes. Um, Tom, uh, okay, are you just, an expert? I look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had that look of someone in class who doesn't want to be asked okay, a question. Just a couple of questions. Um, so whereabouts is... Uh, I'm joking. No, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not much of... Uh, uh, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's as good a reason as any way for me, for me to get some sort of education on this. Um, so just correct me if I'm wrong, though. Isn't this a little bit like Cornwall going, right, we're off... You know, no. right? We're leaving it's now. More like London, Devon, saying that. You coming yeah. with me? You know, uh, is is it not just a little bit? like It's that? more like London saying that. Okay, but it's it's like so. Yeah, I mean, it just, is. It so is it's slightly just all, as old. I mean, because of the police brutality, we all suddenly were very pro-Catalonian independence without knowing anything. <laughs> I mean. Muzzled sort of that you knew it's more like London. I have to go and research that. Obviously, that's the most because uh, it is the most wealthy area, isn't it? It's uh, the most economically productive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you know about Catalonia? Oh, only a tiny bit more than thinking it's like Cornwall, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably something. Yeah, there's, 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 there are some interesting sort of sub chapters that I could raise that I've read into. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's nationalism. Obviously, is... it's partly it's nationalism, partly it's um, driven. 
um, by, interestingly, it is it has been the part of Spain which has been most subject to North African immigration, uh, which obviously, uh, to some extent, played into the terrorist atrocity there recently, but which is particularly interesting in this respect, that they are in favour of independence, the those North African people within the mm-hmm. uh, within that area, because they feel that once, uh, if Catalonia were to be independent, then the North African and um, Islamic vote within that area would be substantially larger than it is within Spain as a whole. Really? That Which is quite interesting. No, well, they, but they've said that. What's on the, the, do you know the percentage of... It's, Muslims it's over 10%, which oh, is, yeah. it's, it's second only, if it were to be independent, it's second only to France and Belgium within the European Union as a, as a free place. I yeah. love this, it's the, like the, a the, seminar. It's great. Are you worried, I mean, Tom, Tom, are you said, worried by the, um, by the rise of nationalism? No, think? not not really. No, I, I mean, love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. There's something weirds happened that the, the word nationalism, as along with the word populism, has suddenly become extraordinarily a sort of a right a right wing thing. If you, if you think of it, sort of nationalism small n it's sort of you know pride in your country and a, and a Isn't you know, that patriotism. Yeah, yes, I, 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 I suppose think so. nationalism is different from patriotism. I, I think uh, said the Jew. Oh, it's all coming out now. <laughs> Luckily, said another Jew. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's an interesting. I'm like so that glad thing. you. I didn't have anything to say there. You just a little bit of an- anti-Semitism sort of saved the day there. I the... think it always. <laughs> stuff, yeah, whenever, whenever you're quiet, go for anti-Semitism. Yeah, if you've yeah. got nothing to say. I mean, Simon, are you? Proud Englishman, proud British person. What, what's your? Yeah, I don't have any strong uh, level of of magnification or whatever. I, but I, w- I would say more British than English. Yeah, I don't think of of uh, the you know England as, as standing for anything very. Is there anything? Do you, so, so you don't. F- there's not times where you feel like I. I, I had an experience with the fox actually, seeing as you voiced the yeah. fox, where where um you know there's all these urban foxes, and there was a moment where it was uh, walking down the street, and you know how with a fox you think, shall I shall I cross the road? Is it dangerous? I don't know. And <laughs> I didn't, and, and we just sort of passed each other, and yeah. I found myself just going evening, uh, yeah. and I just I've never felt so English. <laughs> I just I'm just being very evening to to this. Well, there's something. Something deliciously English. I, I enjoy that Englishness. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's about culture, isn't it? That's a cult. It's sort of, it's home, it's your language, it's the culture, it's the way mm. we act towards each other. Whether that's pride in the flag or allegiance to the Queen or... Are you proud of your country? Uh... Bit of a pause, be anti-Semitic. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm... For, I consider myself fortunate to have to have this is a to real sort of Theresa May answer. Well, no, it's because I'm, I'm not proud of my country. I know I don't I don't understand that really as a concept. Wow. No, you know. uh, I remember watching the 2012 Olympic opening ceremony, and it's... there was a funny, an odd feeling that there were a lot of things being celebrated. But I thought pride doesn't really make any sense. But I am grateful to have been born into this. Yeah, that's sort I am of, grateful uh, to have yeah. all of this. Mm. But pride is. Yeah, it's, it's not, not quite, the right word. No, is it? it never. No, no. I'm not, I'm not proud of my country at the moment because we're so divided, mm. and that makes me really sad. And I think that the problem at the moment is that we used to mostly be in the centre, most of us, and we used to have lots of discussions in the centre, and we could all uh, then listen to the people on the outer edges uh, quite with a lot of interest. And there was, um, I don't know if I'm sort of getting yeah. old, and I feel that it just feels as if You're, you know. I think you're zeroing in on a fairly narrow band of history as being mm-hmm. what we used to be. I mean, if you look at the Corn Laws or something, you know, there's a fairly big but history of divisiveness. I think there is you know, a change. Over... Our country has changed. Yeah. The people who said let's take our country back have taken it away from us, <laughs> yeah. and there's a sort of like, no, nah, there's a sort of push me, pull you. We're trying yeah, yeah. to. But there are so but many that... things that country could mean, and 
if you want to say you love it in in terms of loving it as a game, I don't something love it else. No, I don't. <laughs> but if you want to compare, it's got to be compared to what? In the same way that you say, do you love you know this country's politics compared to what? Compared to the politics of America or compared to the politics of Turkey? I mean, there are lots of different places mm. around the world. By which comparison with which I'm still fairly comfortable with I mean, who we are. I, I think you're this absolutely is so right. depressing we, we, when we're saying, "Oh, we're everything's okay because we're not Trump." No, no, no. But you but know? I think it's actually a really good distinction to make. Even Trump, right? If you look at we look at Trump, it's utterly ghastly. Well, we're in a better position than him. But if you actually look at, you know, you've got Trump looking at um, North Korea at the minute. Okay, if you look at, say, North Korea, you go, Trump's a fucking godsend and you take him any day than rather be there. So I am lucky to, to, to live in a country that, that does have a democracy that works. And also I think when democracy is all at the centre... I think it's dangerous. You've got a right and a left. I think mm. our democracy is, a, is in a healthier position today than it was 12 months ago but, because you've got a right and a left. Really? Yeah, this yeah, absolutely. absolutely. At least we're not X. There's a is debate what made the now. Soviet Union survive for 70 years. It's a sort of. <laughs> it doesn't matter how other people are living. I That's mean, it's hilarious. important to study it, but. <laughs> I'm not saying that this is like the Soviet <laughs> Union, but I'm saying that well, I think we're slightly deluding ourselves if we don't look at what our problems really are and try to fix them and just say, oh, well, yeah, but they're at not, least we they're don't have the, the problems are not that you have a distinguishable left and right party. The problems are not that you have a Labour Party, which is openly socialist, and a, and a Tory party, which is to some extent divided, but at least contains voices like Moggs, who mm. are speaking out for what are genuinely conservative principles rather than just Blairism in a mm. slightly better cut suit that's healthy you know that's a really good situation for politics to be in I they would, shouldn't all be in the I middle of the like boat I would like to have a loving sexual relationship with Blairism in a well cut suit I just want to put that on the record <laughs> okay okay I was very happy in 1997 yeah well, I think everyone was happy in 1997 <laughs> it's four years later is, yeah exactly uh, is, you saw what happened yeah, yeah. yeah I look forward to seeing you tweet that and seeing the reactions uh, to... <clears throat> I mean it's interesting in that respect isn't it as well that you know we're now in a situation where we, we feel Boris Johnson is appalling for making a, a badly judged joke about the need to clear the dead off the streets of Livia before you can start to think about redeveloping it, you know, and, and forget the actual killing of those people by previous regimes, including your guy, presumably Barack Obama, who I'm just guessing is probably your well, favourite president either or. of recent times. It's not either but or, But it though. is. That's the world no, no, you no, live you in. Can, you, can be, you can be appalled both by the yeah, killing no, and the... You're not, but you, as, appalled, but you, but you you're not you, as appalled by Barack Obama in yeah. relation to the amount of killing he did compared to how appalled you all are by yes. Boris Johnson for making one badly judged joke and, about And it. also, I think you made a really good point there. You can be appalled by both. And unfortunately, what we do often is we are appalled comparably about yeah. the death of someone and an off-the-cuff remark that was was badly judged and shouldn't have been said. But, you know... Someone said something to me the other day. I'm doing this script, and people are telling me I can't say that and can't say that, and and I hate it. But someone said, you can't justify that joke... And I turned around and said, no, you can't justify making a snuff movie. You you know, they're not comparable. Are you prepared Um, to tell us what the joke was? uh, (laughs) No, but it probably involved something uh, vulgar and, and, uh, (laughs) you know, it might have been... A misogynistic joke or something, and you go, right, okay. So are there times where you'd go, uh, I better not say that because I think it's offensive, or I think it's funny? Um, I I would rare... If someone's offended by it, then... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a joke that I took out of this. Um, I mean, partially because I saw it already been done on Twitter, where it done very yeah. well. But um, and it was that the Tory party conference was such a disaster uh, that people have said that ISIS is claiming responsibility. Um, I've said it, I've phrased it badly, but mm. I thought 
because I'm I'm right on, I thought that is a funny joke, and the, the guy who did it on Twitter has got five thousand retweets or something. Um, but I just thought I'm going to steer clear of that because ISIS they claim responsibility for Las Vegas, and that's a, a massacre. And I I just thought no, let's not go there. But that's absolutely uh, brilliant because as a performer and as a writer, you've made that call yourself because you go actually that's the out of the realms of my taste. Um, if I but it, if I but believe if I'm honest, it made sorry Tom, I'll come yeah, back to you in a moment. Yeah. But if, if I'm honest. It did make me laugh, but I wasn't prepared to put it out there, which is what I've done now. Um, I wasn't. I didn't think it was right to put well, it the, out. The, there. And that's your decision, and, you, and you're and you've had enough experience to go. I'll I'll find that funny in, personally in my own home, and I, I, I'm getting better at it because I've caused myself some crap over the last couple of years by going, "Oh fuck it, I'll just say it." And then you go, "Actually, no, it's come back to bite me." But uh, if someone's offended by a joke ever, I, I would normally tell them to grow up. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what. Yeah. Any of the other comedians? Well, I, I don't think it's remotely offensive. I think it's quite funny. Right. It's not. It's not. It's yeah, not no. even. I wouldn't even blink. I would. I would. Uh, you know. I would assume the news crews could put that on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that anyone was worried. Well, about you it. just don't I, want to live yeah, in my I, head because it's, <laughs> it's, it's. It's. See, I could make a terrible joke about what it's like I, in my head. Yeah. I yeah, don't. But, I. I think it's funny. I personally would have the same reaction to you. Of it's yeah, not, I probably not quite what it. I yeah. would say personally, but I wouldn't be offended by some someone like Frankie Boyle saying it, and he would probably deliver it brilliantly as you did, David. There was a, a bit that I did about women in progressive politics. This was when Clinton was a, was about to take the White House. Sturgeon uh, May had just come in, and it was about women being progressive in politics. And 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 the point really was, it's like if, women being high up in pos- but politics isn't progressive unless their politics is progressive. But he's he's really pro women in politics, blah blah blah. And at the end, he makes a joke about bending Hillary over the resolute desk, and he undermines everything <laughs> that he's just said. Right, and it's it to me, it was so clearly structured that way that right at the end, power to the women power, girl power but I tell you what I would do is I'd bend her at the resolute <laughs> desk and give her one and it totally undermines it, the shit I got for that, that this, it's a character, he's fictional and it's satire so you're shining lights from different angles to try and, to, you know yeah, and, 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 and I found it extraordinary it, yes it's deliberately misogynistic vulgar and unnecessary and it um, would you, so would you not do that again? No, I do. I do it more now. <laughs> okay. I mean, there was one a few weeks ago where I said, "Oh, blah blah blah," and I started it off by going and and the liberal left finding offence where there is none, and then at the end I deliberately put something that you kind of go, "They're going to go for it. They're going. They're going to." And and it, and they went for it. They all went for it. Oh well, that's yeah. Sorry about that's, that. You know, you know yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, straight white male privilege. Blah blah blah. No, it's a funny joke. Strong and stable. Okay, just time now for our weekly game of Who Said It? So who said uh, unmarried men are a problem for society? Is that Hef? No. (laughs) no, no, no. He meant problem in a good way. Uh, No, anyone? Hyacinth Bouquet? Uh, (laughs) Another reference from the kids? (laughs) Somebody genuinely said that uh, this week? Yes, it was Ian Duncan Smith. Smith. Oh, right. uh, The man who, until this week's conference, was known as the worst Tory leader ever. Um, He said that that unmarried men were released to do all the things they wouldn't normally do, such as drinking too much, taking drugs, and fathering multiple children. Father of six, Jacob Rees-Mogg, was unavailable for comment. Okay, uh, who said that on the day Labour held a rally in her constituency, she was judging a local dog show and was then accused of being elite because not everyone has a dog, quote-unquote. Mm. Who said that? Mm. Mm. That's another Tory. Mm. Is it Rad? 
very good. Uh, uh. Oh no, that's the wrong the wrong noise. <laughs> ding ding. ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. It's uh, uh, Amber Rod. Uh, Amber Rod. <laughs> Amber Dino Rudd. Uh, <laughs> Amber Rudd. Elitist sounds like a gratuitous put down, and uh, the last thing you need at a dog show is a gratuitous put down. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Simon. You can come again. Uh, okay, who said this last one? Uh, bid to have a three-course lunch with me and help raise money for at Make Noise. I've it's good sort of Boris or something. Is it's, it, a, it's a tweet. You're, you're quite close, yeah? It's, yeah. it's a Tory fundraiser. Not a Tory. A Labour fundraiser. No, it's... Uh, the new, the, new um, the octogenarian in charge of the... the uh, what do they call themselves? L- the Lib Dems. Uh, no, it was... It's, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's great to see the Lib Dems having real cut-through. <laughs> Please really welcome on the stage the octogenarian in charge of our party. I can't remember his can't name. Remember name. Uh, no, it was Nigel Farage tweeted that. Oh. Uh, so, uh, at Make Noise is a charity for disadvantaged kids who have suffered in life, for instance, by having a three-course lunch with Nigel Farage. Uh, see, that's an interesting joke. You know, I even had a moment there thinking, well, no, those kids have suffered. Should I make a joke about it? But I did. And that's it for this week. I was offended by that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't funny enough. Yes. Uh, and that's it for this week if you stuck around till the end well done that's more than Theresa May's conference sign did uh, it's comedy P45s to our guests Simon Evans Viv Groskop and Tom Walker and to Jan Ravens and actual P45s to our writers Andrea Mann Robin Flavel and Dan Bowman uh, no not, not actual P45s that makes it sound like I've sacked them it's not good <laughs> Anyway, please leave a review on iTunes, Twitter and Deezer, unless you hated us, in which case please leave a review for us on a rival podcast page. This has been a That Lot production. We'll be back next Friday. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out Deezer, where you'll find an extra length, extra strong, extra stable on on Monday. (coughs) Can I make it to the end of this? (laughs) That was strong and stable. We'll catch you next time. Please subscribe. Deezer. Deezer. Originals.